he did not acknowledge or realize the gravity of what he was doing, number one. How could it be when he could pray to God for God to give him 15 more years? But he didn't. Because then Isaiah tells him, hear the word of the Lord from 2 Kings 20:16. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your fathers have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your own, some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood will be taken away to be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Please, is that good? If, if I was supposed to come to you and tell you, right, this is the word of the Lord, is that good? Is it good? Nope. But Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. For he thought that there would be peace and security in his lifetime. How do you mistake such a word as good? How? Where do you end up having this relationship with God where you can move God to change his mind? To then hearing the same words from the same God and declaring that is good. Something had changed. That 15 years he was given, something had changed in that 15 years. What had changed? could be a number of things. could be pride. It could be he no longer had the fear of the Lord. It could be he was so accustomed to being able to change God's mind, to move God to change, that he did not see any wrong. He, he no longer felt the need to ask the prophet what the Lord was saying when a matter had come. At what point do you feel like, oh, I've worked with God for 10 years, so I know what God is saying about this matter. You know, at what point do you just choose not to ask God anymore? You know, and, and I know they tell us, you know, when you're starting off, you ask God about what you wear, and it gets to a point where you don't anymore. Really? Why? Why? I mean, it's three words that you can ask, you can say to ask. So why must you get to the point where you no longer ask? Have you come to the point where you feel like you know it now? That, you know, you followed God's pattern, so you know it now. So you know what God is saying, you know what to do. What's happened is you're falling. You don't have to fall in sin to fall. You have fallen. Isaiah prophesies Jesus is coming, right? And we know this one. We, we know the words of it. From the root of Jesse will come one who the spirit of the Lord rests upon. We know that part, right? We know the part about the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength and might, the spirit of knowledge. But we forget the spirit of the fear of God. 
we forget that part because it then says, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. How can you delight in the fear of the Lord? It sounds like it's two separate things. It's like the opposite. How do you delight in the fear of the Lord? Like, think about it. How do you delight in the fear of the Lord? You delight in the fear of the Lord because his fear in you will lead you. It will guide you. It will keep you. I mean, in um, Abraham's time, when the second time Abraham um, said Sarah was his sister, right? And then the king um, slept and dreamt. And in the dream, God was saying to him, why did you take this woman? Because she is somebody's wife. And it says, because you fear me, that's why I did not allow you to touch her, that you might sin against me. I kept you from sin by not allowing you to touch her because you fear me. So why, can't, why would you not delight in that? Why would you not? What's, what's the other option that you can delight in? And we see Jesus' life and everything that he did and how in everything he put God first. God was number one in his movement, in everything that he did. We are so used to the world of love and grace and mercy and peace that we have forgotten what it means we have forgotten what it cost to have that. We have forgotten what it was like without it. Because in the Old Testament, it predominantly focused on the Father, right? In the New Testament, Jesus, during Jesus' time, it tells us about Jesus. And then it later introduces to us the Holy Spirit. So the Bible's almost broken up into those three sections, right? Before Jesus... You went to give, you went to lie about an offering in the house of the Lord, you died. As in, you just knew it in Acts, right? You decided to stand up and say something against the man of God. You became leprous, sent out. In fact, you decide to raise a coup, right? The earth opens and you swallow. That, it was instant judgment. There was no, let me take a minute. We have forgotten that because that existed is why we have something called grace. Because that exists, well, because that existed, we have somebody who says, okay, you're too harsh on these people. Let's give them a little bit. Let's give them more chances. Because that's pretty much what Jesus did, right? He says, this one was harsh. This one is very, this one made them sin, Right? So let's translate that into something that they can understand, something they can process better. And here we are in grace. But even in the midst of grace, we have taken advantage of grace. We have forgotten that the same God who, <laughs> the same God who rained fire on cities is the same God today who can rain fire on cities. He did not tell us that he would never do that one again. 
he told us he would never flood the world again. Right? He didn't tell us that he would never rain fire on the earth again. Jesus never told us that that would never happen again. So what makes us think that it's not possible? I mean, when you hear of all these crazy hurricanes and, and storms and all the names of the storms and all of those things, you know, fire all of a sudden, where do they come from? Does it not instill anything in you? Because if it doesn't do anything to you, you're in the wrong place. If it doesn't make you think twice of the dread. I mean, we, know, we all know different elements come together, right, for anything to occur, right? Different elements, whether it's man's hand making something possible, whether it is man invited principalities and powers to make something possible, whether it's the devil being like, this is my territory, this is what I've been given, prince of the air. This is what I've been given, so this is what I want to do, and I can do that. Or whether it's the devil going to God and saying, I want to do this, give me permission. Every single one of those aspects passes through God because he sees everything and he oversees it all. So when you see that they have said, right, that there is Storm Janet coming, what do you do? Are you moved? Are you moved at all? What does that instill in you? What does it remind you of? I mean, in the UK, we're good, right? Because we don't really have a sea like that next to us, or we don't have deserts. We are kind of like in the middle, slightly insulated. We've got a little something here. Even if we're a little something, when it shows us it's still there, right? And the train stopped running. <laughs> the train stopped running. I know we're all upset at that point. We're all angry with the system. How can you not do this right so that your trains work? We know we've been in this country for ages. We've had the same problem over and over and over again. Hang on and wait a second. Do you even consider what that means? Because nothing in this universe happens for nothing. Nothing just happens out of nowhere. Everything has a language. Everything has a message. How will you find out if you don't fear the Lord? He only tells his secrets to those who fear him. So how are you going to know? How are you going to know what it's saying? How are you going to know if God is saying there is a storm about to destroy 25,000 people in the Philippines? Get up and pray against it. How will you know? Abraham knew. Abraham was a friend because he feared God. When you fear God, he can account you as my friend and tell you secrets. Abraham was told, I'm about to destroy this place. You have to convince me otherwise or convince me of something, but I'm about to destroy this place. All Abraham could do was say, can I have my relative? And he was allowed to have his relative. If you told God now, God, can I have my relative? <laughs> 
Will he give you the relative? I mean, some of us won't even get a response back. Because why should I tell you? Why? You're not close by, so why should I? We have a lot of promises hanging over us as a house, right? We all know one thing, even just as individuals. You have a lot of things that God has spoken to you about. Um, we have the seven mountains, right? And, I mean, a lot of people believe that they're called to the seven mountains, right? But we have also seen a lot of people go to that seven mountains, who were with us, right? You knew them. They were your friend. They were your sibling. They were that person that every time you sat on a demonstration, without fail, the real God now, not whatever they've done, the real God moved. And yet they go there. Give it some time, and it seems like there's no more real God. There is no more move. They are now saying, oh, yes, you can just anyhow. When before they said, no, you don't, you don't do this. When they are now saying, ah, abortion is about your body. Who do whatever you want with your body? When the before they were saying, we don't do abortion. What happened? For those that have gone before us, who used to, Preach the holiness of God. Who used to preach the wonder of God, the God you wait on, the one who is always with you. What happened when they got there? Why do they no longer preach about the holiness of God? Why do they no longer say that God is pure? Rather, they'll say <laughs> to all, whatever you see is pure, it's pure to you. Right? Whatever you see is clean, is clean to you. What happened? We cannot go any further. We cannot go anywhere else and expect that whatever we have now will keep us there. You need the fear of the Lord because that is what will keep you. The fear of the Lord is enough to be able to ensure that any holes dug, you do not fall into it. To keep you from sin. I mean, we've, we've all sinned here, you know, here and there. What is it that allows you to be kept from sinning? When your whole being, where your whole being is moving to sin, what is it that can limit that, that can stop that, that can prevent that? If not for God, what else? And what part of God does that? The fear of the Lord is the word that does that. Psalm 19.9 says, the fear of the Lord is clean. It abides forever. It is the only thing that will keep you there for the, the whole duration you're there for. It is the whole is the only thing. You can't survive. 
KC as a house, we cannot survive without the fear of the Lord. We won't get anywhere. God will test throughout time, right? To show you what's in your heart. He will test to show you if you have the fear of the Lord. Everything is always checked. Everything. At every point of life, every part of you, every composition of you will always be checked through before you are allowed to get to that mountaintop. This is not to bring you down. This is not to make you feel like condemnation has come again. This is not to make you feel like there is no hope. This is to reveal unto yourself from scripture and mark yourself against scripture of where you are with the fear of the Lord. This is to change your perspective that the same God who is the God of love and mercy is also the same God whose principles include the fear of him. And without that, certain things are just unlocked. He can't unlock it for you just because uh, you're his child. We, do we understand the gravity of what it means for God to choose to do something for one and not the other? When you haven't done the right maths, when you haven't walked the right walk, there's calamity waiting. So he will not do that. He will not do that. Lastly, before we pray a little bit, um, let's turn to Acts 28. Actually, yeah, let's turn to Acts 28. Um, and while you're turning there, in Psalms 111, <laughs> the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. The Bible also tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. We should go for it. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of what is the principal thing that you need in life, right? The fear of the Lord equals the start of what you need. That means that without the fear of the Lord, you are limited in knowing what you need. Without the fear of the Lord, you can have something of wisdom, but it will not be what is required here. Because it says, all who follow his precepts gain rich understanding. You can gain understanding from anything and everywhere, but not from the very thing that is the beginning of. How is it the beginning of? When you fear God, he reveals the secrets to you. When you fear God, he's your friend. Well, you're his friend. <laughs> However you want to see it. 
when you fear God, he begins to teach you his precepts. He begins to reveal unto you what wisdom truly is. He begins to go through scriptures with you and make plain what is difficult to see. In Acts 28, from 26, um, it says, a quote from Isaiah by Paul, Hearing you will not hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will, you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their heart and turn so that I should heal them. God's literally told us, right? My wisdom, fearing me, that gives you this wisdom, allows you to be able to see, hear, know, so that when it's time and something has occurred, you know exactly what to do to be able to move me to turn. It is not just um, what we say in what Chronicles... <laughs> My, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, seek my face. It, it's not just that. There are different levels to this thing and different places to this thing. And some of these places equals you need to fear the Lord. You need to have the fear of the Lord. Because in that is when the wisdom is broken up. In that is when you seek correctly. With the wisdom, you can save the whole generation. With the wisdom, you can save the whole people. With just praying to me for you, it's for me. It's Josiah. It's for me. But if you have this and I'm supposed to reveal my heart to you, I'm supposed to tell you what's going on, and I'm supposed to call you friend and walk with you, if you're walking with God, how will you ever get to the place where you see, where you cannot, you cannot perceive? We can stand up. How will you ever get to the place where it says you will hear, but you will not understand? And so I hope even though I said it was a conversation, it wasn't really a conversation because you guys didn't talk back to me. But I hope this has caused you to reflect on you. I hope it has caused you to rethink parts of your life, if not all of your life. I hope it's caused you to better reflect on who you are right now, where you fall short. Nobody ever has it all. We all have something that is short of the fear of the Lord. So right now, wherever you fall in, whatever line you fall in, whatever part you fall in, whether you just don't have any fear of the Lord, that's okay. Start from there and ask him because he tells you that you can ask him for it. He tells you that you can be taught it. 
So if you just acknowledge to yourself that you don't have any, then ask him. This is the time to ask him for it. And peradventure, you have the understanding and not knowledge, but you just haven't done accordingly. This is the time as well to ask for mercy. This is your time to ask for your, your mercy. Peradventure, you know everything I've spoken about. And you are walking in what you have been given as the fear of the Lord. You have been walking in the measure in which you understand. Ask him to top it up because it's always a bit further to go. There is always a bit further to go. So ask him to give you the fear of the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to have mercy on you in everything that you have done. That made it very clear you do not fear your God. That made it very clear that you prefer to fear the systems of the world. You prefer to fear what your friends will say more than what he will say. Change our perspectives, Lord. Change our perspectives. And now I just want us to pray for Casey, Kingdom Culture. We are moving into a different place. And where we are moving to, We've got a lot of things packed down. I mean, we know about worship. We know about prayer. We pray. We understand the holiness of God. We understand that he's, that he's our God. We give him honor. We, we acknowledge the things he has done for us. We look back and we look to now. And we are like, yes, you are the God who has walked us through. But where we are going, we require the fear of the Lord. Because that is the only thing that can keep us where we're going. That's the only thing that can keep us. And so from wherever you are, I want, us to, I want you to just pray for Casey. And say, Father, give us the fear of you. Let us walk in the fear of the Lord and nothing else. Let us always look to you first and not be taken up by what we think and what we believe is right. Holy Spirit, give us the fear of the Lord that he might guide us, that he might keep us from sinning that he might keep us from our own version of our understanding. 
that he might lead us in the way that we should walk. That he would us closer to be a people that he speaks to, to a people who can be called his friends. To the people he reveals his secrets to. We come to you now, Lord, from every single layer of the structure, whether it be workers, whether it be members, every single element of this structure that is pulled together called kingdom culture, Lord. And we say, give us the fear of the Lord. Mark us, Lord. Teach us. Teach us. Let us not become like those who see bad where there is good or see good where there is bad. Give us your fear, Lord. That will keep us, that will guide us. That will ensure that we do not walk in our own strength. That we do not walk in our own pride. We need your fear to be able to climb the mountains. We need your fear to be able to represent you in those areas. We need your fear to be able to keep us in those areas, Lord. So, Father, we come to ask for help. We come to ask that you be the one who keeps us. That it is not in our own strength, nor in our own power, but it's only in you, Lord. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give us your fear, Lord. Holy Spirit, cause us to fear you, Lord, and nothing else. Cause us to fear you, Lord, and only you, because our fear belongs to you. Holy Spirit, Cause us not to be those who can fear everything else but you. Take away where there is a fear of man, there is a fear of organizations, there is fear of conspiracies, Father. Take that away and let only your fear in us keep us. Let only your fear in us be that which we work with, Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, we wait on you. Yebashi kerebo sadaya. Livanturu saba ikandedeshtava. Holy Spirit. Yebashi kerebo sabatikaye. Give us the fear of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Spirit of Living God. Thank you, Lord. And before we see out the service, we're just going to play some announcements.
Good afternoon, Kingdom Culture family. What an awesome time we have been having in God's presence so far. Isn't it a beautiful thing? What an honor and a privilege it is that we can gather together as the brethren and as the saints to lift up our voices in one accord to our Heavenly Father. But don't go anywhere as I bring to you this week's announcements. My name is Tosin. So first things first, we have a prayer culture. Prayer Culture Apostolic Hub is live on YouTube and on Zoom. And we have a couple of watches that takes place on a daily basis. So first we have our 6.30 a.m. morning drops of glory. And then we have 12 p.m. which is the gap. We have 7 p.m. which is the altar. And on Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 p.m. we have the press. When we get to really press <laughs> into the presence of the Lord. So please join in on any of these watches. If you would like to take part and be more involved with what God is doing at these watches, then please feel free to reach out to the team at prayerculture at kculture.org. If you haven't had an opportunity to give, the details should be coming up on your screens right now. We would like to ask you to please reference what it is that you are giving towards, whether it's your tithe or your offering, whether you're giving a seed or whether you're giving towards our Kenya orphanage, whatever it is, please just make sure that you reference what it is that you were given to as you can see from your screen the different ways that you can give so please feel free to do that if you're in the building and you would like an envelope then please just raise your hands and your, an usher will place an envelope in your hands and god bless you as you do that we have begun our days of all consecration journey and this is where we will be fasting and praying and this consecration period actually marks Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur okay so we'll be fasting every single day and at 7 p.m every night we'll be meeting to pray so you can join us on YouTube listen this time of consecration is really a time where we can get to transact with God. It's really a time when we can experience transformation and we can really see God give us feedback regarding the things that we have been praying for for so long. So we would like to encourage you to engage, to engage in what God is doing in this period. 7 p.m. daily, we will be praying. And the day before the end of the fast, it will be the forge. So the forge will be taking place on the 23rd of September, where we'll be praying for 12 hours from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. So please join in that. That will commemorate the whole journey, the 10 days of the fasting. We're going to get together and we're really going to press in and seek God regarding what he's doing. So please join us on the 23rd. 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Next, we have Revive. Revive is our youth and young adults ministry. They are back praying every single day at 10.30 for 15 minutes. It's just 15 min minutes, guys, but it's 15 minutes packed with power, okay? So please support and join in our young youth and young adults ministry. They also have live groups, which takes place on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Next, we have Royals. Royals is our children's ministry, and they meet at 11 a.m., every single Sunday. If you would like your child to get involved in what God is doing with our children, then please reach out to the team at royals at kculture.org. And that's it for this week. That's all the announcements. To find out more about who we are, what we do, and if you just like to get more information about how you can get involved with Kingdom Culture and our different initiatives, then please feel free to speak to one of the leaders. Leaders, wherever you are in your different cities, just signify by raising your hands or if you can just feel the form and you can use the link in the description box um, below this video. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's announcements. But don't this week's announcements. Amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Tossin, for those flawless announcements. Always impressed when you do them. 
Awesome stuff. Um, just one final thing to remember, guys. Like next week, there will be no Sunday service in Nottingham because after the forge, everyone's going to be gathering here in London. Have service all together, okay? And let's just stretch our hands to Minister Dorinda and just thank the Lord for the vessel is used to bless us and remind us because it's sometimes easy to forget and almost develop a almost like a deep entitlement thinking where the Lord is concerned. That's important to have the fear of the Lord. So Heavenly Father, thank you for your daughter. Thank you for the vessel of honor that you used to remind us today about the importance of the reverence of the Lord. Your word says wisdom is justified of her children. And we thank you, Lord, that we have in this house that you have raised children that have grown into titans. And though the overseers may be overseas, they have set in place and passed the baton to awesome individuals. So, Father, we thank you. We pray for blessings and replenish her. Give her wisdom. Grant her more wisdom. Grant her more grace. Continue to open her eyes of her understanding that she may disseminate in the way that you choose to express your wisdom and your revelation to kingdom culture and all those that watch and tune in. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's just stand together and share the grace before we exit. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and be with us forever and ever. Amen. Have a great weekend guys and see you next week for the forge. Woo woo!